Welcome back to Here So We Don't Get Fined. I was going to keep going, but I wasn't sure if you were going to, you know. I do the same thing every time. Yeah, but, I, you know, I wasn't sure if you were going to go off script and make me look like a fool. Thomas, when have I ever gone off script? I'm sure you have. I'm the I'm the serious one in this pod. I'm serious? I'm not the one who says crazy stuff all the time. Uh, well, hold on. <laughs> That's, you, the yeah. That's the joke. Yeah. But anyway, hello. Hello. And welcome back. We are here with another episode. So we don't uh, get fined. And... It's another solely focused on wide receiver episode. Bam, 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 bam. I'm kidding. It is not. <laughs> Dang, how many people do you think turned it off right there? Four. No, we're not talking. Half our audience. We're not talking about uh, wide receivers at all today. We're not even talking about football. No, we are not. Ooh. We're talking about European football on ice. That's a thing. But that's not what we're talking about. Is that really a thing? Yeah, that's a no, thing. No, like hockey is like soccer on ice, but smaller. Yeah, no, there's there's soccer on ice. Really? That's a thing. I was just calling yeah. hockey soccer on ice. No, no. Because like, it's very similar. No, like soccer on ice, like that's a that's a legitimate thing and it is hilarious to watch. Yeah, it sounds hilarious. Have you seen those guys who play soccer with a bowling ball? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're barefooted. They're playing soccer. I Oh, man. I bet being a foot doctor in that country makes just a killing. Bro, podiatrist in general makes that's, a killing. That's the word? Podiatrist? Yeah, foot doctor. Foot yeah. doctor? That's the word? You would think I'd know that. But. Yeah. Podiatry is the study of is the medical study of feet, yeah. Could you imagine putting yourself through med school for so long to specialize in feet? Dude, listen. Here's the thing about... Podiatry and dermatology are the medical fields to go in. Let me tell you why. There's always going to be a need. People are always going to have funny bumps on their skin. People are always going to hurt their feet. But it's never an emergency. If someone breaks a foot, that's not a podiatrist. That's an orthopedic surgeon. If someone has... Like, foot pain to the point where it's an emergency? They're not booking an emergency appointment with their podiatrist. They're going to an emergency room. Right. But I think that's the same with almost any other medical emergency situation. But like, think about, like, an oncologist. Yes, if someone has a heart attack, they go to the ER, but then they call in an oncologist. Yeah. Right? That doesn't happen with podiatrists. Because foot problems are not going to kill you. If you have massive foot pain, they're going to put you in the hospital. If it's an infection, they're going to give you antibiotics. They're going to call the podiatrist the next day. Didn't you almost die from an infection in your foot? And guess when the first time I saw my podiatrist was? When? The next day. Yeah, but like, I don't think that the way you I had a massive infection in my foot. They took me back. They drained some of the fluid in my foot. They gave me antibiotics. They put me in a room. They did more tests. They took blood to run tests. Yeah, to yeah, see, like the standard to hospital procedure. To see what everything was going on. Yeah. They put me in a room. They called the podiatrist the next day. Dermatology, it's the same way. If you have a weird spot on your skin, overnight is not going to hurt you. Yeah. If it's that bad, it's already that bad. Yeah, but wasn't... It's not going to get bad overnight. Dermatologists and podiatrists, they make their own schedules. They work nine to fives. And they make absolute bank. If you're going in the medical field, podiatry, dermatology, way to go. And that's just what I've heard from my dermatologist. I've always had skin problems and I had that one foot problem. So, like, that's what I've heard from podiatrists and from dermatologists. 
if you're going in the medical field, that's the way to go. I would say dentists, but they have the number one suicide rate in the country. Do they really? Yeah, of all vocations. Wow. Dentists have the highest suicide rate in the country. Oof. Of all vocations. I don't know why. Is it by like a lot or do they have it by like the skin of their teeth? (laughs) Uh, And I would imagine that's correlation, not causation, right? Like that's not a... Was me making that joke a molar dilemma? That was bad. That was bad. You should put a crown on me. That was forced. Brace yourselves. Put a crown on you? Yeah. Oh my god. That's bad. And that's not... (laughs) Braces aren't dentists. I mean, teeth. Those are orthodontists. Same difference. No, it's not. Okay, no, it's not the same difference. But, like, where do you get prescribed braces? At your orthodontist. Meh. Dentist. Teeth. Orthodontist. Same difference. But dentists are in charge of cleaning your teeth and making sure they don't rot out of your mouth. That's why they are in charge of cavities, root canals, stuff like that. Orthodontists are the ones fixing your teeth. Straightening, placing your teeth. Okay, so... If you go to the dentist and you've got just like a jank tooth that's got to be like removed. Dentists do that. Okay. But then if you want to get like a fake tooth. Dentists do that. What? Because that's the health of your teeth. Orthodontist is like if you chip a tooth. That's dentist. I'm... Okay. Orthodontists are in charge of the placement of your teeth, the the movement of your teeth, that seems the like care a, of your teeth is dentist. That seems like a very specific niche of a highly specialized field of medicine. It absolutely is. It's a racket. Like that is. There are there are so many things in this world that cost so much money so unnecessarily. Bad teeth. Hulu without like, ads. Cro- crooked teeth. Can like if your teeth are super crooked, it can cause like places where bacteria can get in there and like make right. it worse. Makes sense. But a good dentist knows how to get in there and clean all that out anyway. Yeah. So all all braces do are like is cosmetics. It makes it easier on your dentist, sure. But your dentist is not gonna miss if you have janky teeth. Your dentist is not gonna, they're gonna take care in cleaning it. So you're gonna get your teeth clean still nonetheless. So the only thing orthodontists are good for are making your teeth look prettier, not actual the health of your mouth. That is one example of a ton of millionaires across the country who are solely doing their practice because it's a racket, not because they're actually helping people. And I mean, your teeth looking pretty does help. I guess like people feel better about themselves when their teeth look pretty. Self-confidence and whatnot. But it's like people who do boob jobs, right? Like... (laughs) People feel good great people. when they get like when that, they get breast implants, like and that's great. Like if right. do I'm not saying they shouldn't exist. Like do what, what makes do you, have, you feel better. What do you have against right? silicone? Nothing at all. I'm yeah, not saying it feels like you do. It's bad. I'm, do whatever makes you feel good. Like if that makes you feel better about yourself, I think it's awesome. But it's not medically necessary. That's what I'm getting at. Like there are a lot of especially in the medical field, people who are not medically necessary that still have jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, breast implants are not medically necessary. Even when people have to get their breasts removed for, like, breast uh, breast cancer, mm-hmm. it's not medically necessary to re-add breasts. I mean... But people do it anyway. And, again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. Like, breast augmentations, 
I have no like qualms with them. Like I have no problem with it. Do what makes you feel good, right? Um, I'm just saying medical necessity is not there. I feel it's like, the same with orthodontists. I feel I've like, had braces like five times, so I like I'm all for it. Like I'm not like anti orthodontist. I'm just saying it's not medically necessary. I feel like so orthodontists braces make dentists' job easier. Do you get a discount if you go to the dentist and you've had braces in the past? I don't think so. Well, that's silly. The medical field is a hashtag racket. I did that. Like, I do this well, then thing. What about people who have never had braces but have always had perfectly straight teeth? Sucks to suck, bro. That's a, that's a double standard. <laughs> okay. You were genetically gifted at birth. You can pay a little extra money. So you're saying you should not. You never had braces, right? No. So you're saying you shouldn't get a discount at the dentist? I mean, I've never gotten a discount at the dentist, so it wouldn't change anything for me. But no one should get a discount at the dentist because they have straight teeth versus not straight teeth. No, but like if you invested money into making your teeth straighter and that resulted in the dentist's job being easier because of that investment of money, I'm just saying. But it doesn't, that, but I'm saying that doesn't make sense. Because okay, so, just because, like, you, you didn't do anything, but you're still making your dentist job easier because you have straight teeth, but you get punished? Okay, okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I've never gotten braces. I don't know what the process is of being told you need braces. Who makes that decision? Or who is the first person that generally broaches with people like, hey, you should look into getting braces? My dentist recommended our orthodontist. Hmm. Well, he recommended we go to an orthodontist, and then we knew there was mm -hmm. an orthodontist in our church, so we went to that orthodontist. So he recommended that you go see someone about, and with the possibility of that person doing something that would make the original person's job easier. But that wasn't why he recommended it. I'm he just, recommended no, it because we had crooked teeth and braces were are popular. I'm just saying, like, you get braces based off a recommendation from a dentist, that's how the conversation okay. starts okay so tell me this okay tell me this um my mechanic okay does body work uh or not body work but like engine work you know like mm -hmm. normal stuff mechanics do yeah when i was uh 19 yeah my starter went out on my truck mm -hmm. normally i would take it to my mechanic and he would fix it okay right? but i changed it myself Okay. So when I went in for my next oil change, mm -hmm. should I have gotten a discount because I made his job easier because he didn't have to replace my starter? I mean, I think there's a difference in the fact that, like... I invested if, money. I had to buy a starter. Yeah, but if he I invested had, my time. I had to take it out and all. It took me forever. Yeah, yeah, But, like, I think there's a difference between doing a job instead of someone and then doing a job that makes someone else's job easier in the long run it made his job easier there's, there's a difference if, if i went in for my old change and my uh starter was out he would have had to replace my starter and give me an old change okay okay i but, made his but, job but, easier but what i'm saying is there's a difference between like a one-time fix where like once you repair your starter that doesn't have to be touched with until it goes wrong again versus it'd be different if he had to mess with your starter every time you know what I'm saying? I mean, that starter did go out about a year later, and he ended up replacing it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, but like do you see what I'm saying, though? Uh, I mean, yeah, but it still doesn't hold up. I'm just saying. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You're right. I agree. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know what else doesn't make a whole lot of sense? What's that? These NHL playoffs, my guy. We're 12 minutes in, and we're... <laughs>
I did not expect that to go that way. Teeth, dentists, starters. Molarity? Molarity is a chemistry thing. Yeah. Moles. I hated that so much. Converting the moles. Hockey playoffs. Hockey playoffs. In case you missed it. In case you didn't know. We are. I'm crazy about you. We are. I would be lying if I said that I could live this life without you. Shut up. And even though. We are about to start the third round of the NHL playoffs. In case you missed it. Really quick. The story of how he wrote that song is beautiful. We should get into that sometime. Not right now. I'm just saying. Let's get into the history really... of a, how a country song was written on our sports podcast. It's a beautiful story. I'm sure it is, dude. I'll tell the quick version. He wanted to figure out a way to tell his wife he loved her, but without the normal... Like, he thought I love you is overused. So he wanted to figure out a way to say I love you without ever using the words I love you. Isn't that beautiful? Do you know how many songs like that there are? Shut up. It's I can, a beautiful song. I can think of two right now off the top of my head. Name them. Lights Down Low by Max. I don't know that song. And, oh no, that does say I love you in it. Not Lights Down Low by Max. I was going to say Drunk Enough, but it's the chorus is Drunk Enough to Say That I Love You. I also don't know that song. You've heard both. but Probably. Regardless... Thank you for your story that's not as uncommon as you might think it is. You're a turd. You, 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 I had to restart the same sentence like three times within like two minutes because of that song. Sounds like a personal problem. Are you, uh, meh, meh, meh. I love when I've gotten you to a point where you have no rebuttal. You just say, meh, 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 meh. Aggressive. Meow. Uh, funny story about that. I picked that up from my old college roommate, Chris, but he swears that he picked it up from me. But he's got a really jack memory, so. I feel you, Chris. Me too. Like, he also thinks that our buddy Jacob was the first one to invite him to the house. That didn't happen. That was me. I mean, you say it was you, but like... I think you think that you're like the glue that holds our friend group together. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Yeah, but you think it. I don't. Well, and I so don't, and no. so you think you like fabricated in your head that you uh, brought everyone together. I did not bring everyone. Even though we together. existed before you. Yeah, ever got no, to you guys did exist before I got there. I don't hold this group together. Thomas, if anything, I'm pulling it apart Thomas, right now. Thomas, you are the glue that holds this group together. You know, you say that, but, uh, yeah. That's not on you. We all know that's not your fault. Listen, this is is not the the time or the place. You are the glue that holds this group together. Thank you. You're the glue that holds this podcast together. That's not true. Listen. This podcast would be better if I wasn't on it. Hockey. Because of this conversation we're about to have. In case you didn't know. Don't Maybe do it. I'm crazy about you. The third round of the <laughs> NHL playoffs are starting on May 18th. Oh, man. That's uh, the, tomorrow. The first game will be the Carolina Panthers versus the Fo- Florida Panthers? 
the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, did you say Carolina Panthers? I did say the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. The Carolina Hurricanes yeah. will be playing the Florida Panthers, who are on a unexpected run into the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Uh, probably the most unexpected team making it this far. What we expected from them last year yeah literally bringing us this year yeah it's so weird last year they probably shouldn't have made the playoffs this year last year florida was such an exciting team yeah they were they they were just remarkable it was this year they're what the last team in yeah and and we were like yeah this like you know they make that big trade with calgary both teams got worse somehow uh, but like we under we expected that from Calgary, but Florida we were like, that's kind of weird. Like you lose Huberdo and Uyghur, but I mean you're getting Matthew Tuchuk, who is one hell of a player. He brings the offense that you lost from Huberdo, and he brings the defense that you lost from Uyghur. Like hell of a player. You want to hear an interesting story about Matthew Tuchuk? Uh, tell me. He played or he went to uh, grade school with Jason Tatum. Really? You didn't know Jason Tatum was Canadian, did you? I didn't. Wait, no. Matthew Tuchuk is American. You didn't know Jason Tatum was American, did you? I did know that. Yeah, Tuchuk's American. Yeah, I didn't know that. So is is his brother. I assumed he was... Well, that makes sense. But I assumed he was Canadian, so I was like, oh, I didn't know Jason Tatum was Canadian. You assumed... (laughs) Okay, hold on. Oh, I assumed a league in which 80% of the players are Canadian, where one of them was a Canadian? Sue me! Uh, I think it's actually like 60% now. That's still more than half. No, no, no. But no, what I'm saying is you assume... And the other ones have obviously Russian names. You assume that just because someone went to elementary school in a place that they're from that place? When we're talking about... In most cases, yeah. I mean, well, but think about it, though. Like, the Chucks, their dad was a hockey player, so just because they went to school somewhere, that doesn't mean they were from there. Thomas, what makes you think that me, a person who's been watching hockey for nine years, knew that Matthew Tuchuk's dad was a hockey player? He was a notable hockey player. Keith was he Tuchuk. playing nine years ago? No. Then I don't know who he is. Excuse me? Excuse me? It was just... That's not true. I know a few people who weren't playing nine years ago. I'm just trying to make a point. People move. That's fair. It happens. That's fair. You know? That's fair. But uh, uh, that's the East, the Hurricanes versus the Panthers, who are one year late to their run to the Cup. (laughs) Uh, In the West, we have the Vegas Golden Knights. Not surprising. I had them them here. Versus my pick to go to the Cup at the first start, Dallas Stars. I uh, I did I had Carolina and Vegas both in the conference finals. I did not. I had uh, Florida losing in the first round and Dallas losing in the second. So those are a little bit surprising to me. But uh, yeah, man, it's I think going to be a couple of great great series. I'm a little afraid that one of them won't be great though. Um, Carolina Florida has all the potential in the world. For Carolina to play spool sport and just sweep Florida. I'm not saying it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. With the momentum that Florida has, again, I've said it a hundred times, I believe in momentum. With the momentum Florida has, I think they put up a great fight. This thing definitely isn't over in a sweep. But I could see it happening. You know what I mean? That is an aggressive take. 
Why? I, one of them is supposed to be here. One of them is not. One of them has gotten... I don't want to say lucky, because it's not lucky. They've played phenomenal hockey. But one of them has gotten here through two of the best teams in the entire East. They were the last team in, weren't supposed to be here. One of them is, has been one of the best teams in hockey for the last four years. And, like, you're telling me if these two played in the regular season seven times, you wouldn't expect Carolina to win at least six of those seven times? Uh in a vacuum, yes. That and that's all I'm saying. So I don't. Again, I don't think it'll happen. I'm just saying it could, and I'm afraid I mean, of that happening because I would. And while I picked Carolina to go to the cup, I would rather have a good series than Carolina to just sweep them. I think if there's going to be a sweep in the series, it's not going to be in the West. I, well, it's not in the West. I said in the series. Oh. I, I think it's just as likely that it could be Florida. I completely disagree. I mean, their body of work is way more impressive in these playoffs. But as a team, Carolina is significantly better than Florida. Okay, so was Boston. Boston was a lot better than Florida than Carolina was. And guess what? That series didn't end in a sweep. Well, yeah, none of neither of these teams have swept. I, I, I actually don't. Has there been a sweep at all in these playoffs? I don't think so. I don't think there has been. No, no, but like, like Boston is better than Carolina. You can't argue. I think Boston that. had a better year than Carolina, but I think if you look at their roster on paper, I don't think Boston's that think, much better than Carolina. I think you're latching on to the Carolina of a few years ago. Because, like, like I, I've been guilty of doing the same. That roster's had some turnaround. Yeah, no I And, know. Like, like, some of these players haven't, like, uh, Netches, for example, in the bubble was expected to become, like, the, have a uh, Svechnikov type come. And it just, it hasn't happened yet. But, like, I'm not taking anything away from Carolina. But. I'm just saying. They I haven't. Think- they haven't seized the potential that we've been expecting. I'm just saying, I think Carolina would be a lot... I don't think it ends in a sweep at all, period. I think it's a good series. Right. But I think it's a lot more likely that Carolina would sweep than Florida. I just... I definitely wouldn't say it's equally as likely. I just... I don't know. Like, Carolina's gotten here through uh, the Islanders, who are a team that play tough, but they're not very, like... like skill gap isn't like the skill gap is there you know what i'm saying they just play the basics very well but i think coming into this series with carolina new jersey had just as much momentum momentum as florida is coming into this series because they not only had momentum built up in the series well they did in the playoffs but they've had the momentum coming into the playoffs with the regular season as well. They did, but I mean, the thing that carried them through their high points was strong goaltending, and they just didn't get it in that series against Carolina. It disappeared. No, you know? no, but that's what I'm saying. They still had momentum, and they still it still disappeared against a really good, really young, really fast offense of Carolina, which is why I think it's very unlikely that Florida sees a sweep. I don't... Okay, so Carolina has a really good offense not taking away from that i think what happened is more the goaltenders who are playing above their ability came back down to earth as opposed to these elite level goalies 
got shown out by an leader offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. But again, this entire team is playing above their ability. I I mean, I don't... So it's likely... I don't know that, that that's the case, though. I mean, like, yes, beating Boston is good, and be, or it was unexpected, and then beating Toronto in five was also unexpected. But outside of that major trade, like, that roster is still mainly the same as it was last year. But we have an 82-game sample size of what this roster has been able to do. Yeah. And... So in the playoffs, they are playing above what they should be playing based off of that 82-game sample size. I mean, I, I guess I hear what you're saying, but like, let's not just take into account this sample size. Like, This roster is still like 90% of what it, it was last year when they were incredible. You I know? will say it is certainly a much better roster than the Preds had when, when they, they went to the final. Run. Yeah. As the as the last team in, so I mean that is that is a fact. This team, I do think this team is a little bit better than what the regular season showed, but I still don't think it's as good as what the postseason has showed either. I mean, and I think they're somewhere in the middle. In my opinion, when it comes down to it, we're arguing over who's the best and the second best roster remaining in these playoffs. I said what I said. You think Florida has a better roster than Vegas? Absolutely. Not even a question. Because Florida has guys on all three levels of the roster. Vegas doesn't. They have very strong top-end talent, but they don't have the depth. And Florida can honestly match their top-end talent. Interesting. I mean, Barkov and Eichel cancel each other out. Disagree. I mean, no, Eichel is playing... Fan. Not only is Eichel a better player than Barkov, Eichel's having a much better postseason than Barkov, so I highly disagree. I, no, I mean, listen, listen. Eichel is amazing offensively, but Barkov is probably the best defensive center in the league right now. And I don't think it's that close. But, but their job is offense. Not, I mean, like, okay, like, yes, there's off, there's forwards, there's defense, and there are goalies. Generally, you expect forwards to be the leading. And the forward you want to be defensive is the center, and I get that. But, like, generally, you expect the forward to be leading the push. But, I mean, we've seen countless times defensemen leading their team in scoring. Carlson, for example. Carlson, Um, Yossi. But, like, I just, I still don't think Barkov and Eichel are on the same level. I think they are, but it's just it just looks different. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, honestly, I think the more popular opinion around the league is that Barkov is better. Most a lot people of, are wrong. Well, a lot of people hate on Jack Eichel unnecessarily. The man's played 40 games in the last five years. It's hard to, like, it's... I mean, yeah. no. Obviously, no. that's an exaggeration, but he's been hurt. He was playing on... God awful team. Well, it was it was a giant. Uh, it was it was a cluster, is what it was. It was a. It's an unfortunate, you know. Also, scenario. He, he just came off an injury that ten years ago would have retired a player. He did. He did. Like and, after an experimental surgery. So like, I don't know. I don't know. I think saying Eichel is not as good as Barkov is forgetting how good he is because he's been injured. I, I'm not saying. I'm I'm am t- what I'm saying is that these are two of the top five centers in the league. Yeah, that's what I'm that. saying. I'm not, 
I'm not throwing any disrespect, but I do think Eichel and Barkov are neck and neck. I mean, I disagree, but that's okay. You know a lot more about hockey than me, so you're probably a lot more right um, than me. As far as their elite winger goes, to Chuck versus Stone, I'd say that's pretty even. I'd yeah. say Stone's a little better technically. And what I mean technically, I don't mean like technically. Honest, I mean like yeah, the yeah, technicals yeah. of the game. Honestly, it's it's really game by game. Yeah. Like when you look at Stone versus to Chuck. It's very much game by game. I, I would put them two as pretty comparable. I think though. that matchup, though, is ultimately going to be the deciding factor, is Stone versus Tuchuk. Because on defense, you have Ekblad and Petrangelo. For a long time, Petrangelo was clearly better, but he's kind of fallen back down. Not fallen back down. He's kind of uh, regressed a little bit, joining Vegas, as opposed to being in St. Louis. Well, and I feel like... Ekblad has also had a disappointing year this year compared to what uh, we expected from him when he came into the league. So here's the thing about Ekblad. He, every year he's had has been quote-unquote a disappointment because he was the first yeah. overall pick. But that doesn't mean it hasn't been great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm not saying he's not. I so, love Aaron Ekblad. But like, I think I think they kind of even out yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could agree with that. Uh, I would say, like, as far as, like, defensive depth, though, outside of the number one, Vegas has the the advantage. I do, man, I would say three years ago, Petrangelo had the edge over Ekblad for sure. Oh, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd agree with that. But, but like. But, yeah, no, I, and I agree with that as well. And, like, know. Shea Teodor is a stud for Vegas, but don't forget, Florida has Brandon Montour. Are you sure it's Teodor? Yeah. I know it looks like Theodore. It does look like Theodore. But every every broadcast I've seen, they pronounced it Theodore. Because every time they do it, it takes my brain like two seconds to like figure out who they're talking about. Like Kirill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> you know? There is an eye right there. Huh. Oh, Interesting. What do you know? What do you know? Um, but yeah, man. I but, don't know. I, I would I would give the edge to, to Vegas' roster over... Well, also don't uh, forget, though. Florida has a one-two punch in net of uh, Bob Rofsky and Spencer Knight. Listen, Bob is inconsistent. Always Bob's not been. the starter. Bob is inconsistent. Always has been. Bob will allow six goals one of these games. If he plays, Spencer Knight's been that guy, dude. I don't know anything about the Spencer Knight fellow. Other huh? than I've heard good things, but I don't I mean, looked at his stats. He's 22, American goalie, former first-round first pick. And when he has played, it's been good. But what they'll do is they'll, like, throw him in for a stretch. Instead of doing, like, a tandem, like a standard, like, generally you want your goalie, your starting goalie, to play around 50 games, and then you want your backup to pick up the other 32, you know? Florida's weird. They'll throw Bob in there for, like, 40 straight games. Then they'll throw Spencer in there for, like, 20 straight games, and then they'll throw back out Bob. And, you know, again, when there's back-to-backs, that's, you know, it messes with the yeah. ratios. But, like, Florida doesn't handle goalies the way you might expect. Yeah. And, like, if it works, you know, that's great. It's but It's really weird to be having this conversation 
in which Dallas has the worst roster of the four because Dallas has a really good roster. Yeah, yeah. no, they do. They do. But, like, I think Dallas is getting carried by some players who are – like, they had some players who they expected great things out of, and they haven't been bad by any stretch of the imagination. Let's not forget this was a two-seed in the West. Yeah, no, they haven't been bad by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But it seems like all that untapped potential is being tapped into in this postseason. Yeah. And that's why you have your Rupe, Rupe Hintz, who had... Rupe? I think it's Rupe. Uh, who's Rupe. the leading Rupe. goal scorer of remaining teams in the playoffs. Or as Jamie Tart would say, Rupe. 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 Uh, and what are you doing? It's just Pupe. Let it flow. Let it flow. It's just. It's all just poop there. Yeah, I really love Jamie Tart. I love Tart, that dude. show. Oh, one of my favorite uh, characters. And then in that whole they're show. also getting helped out by a thirty-eight-year-old Joe Pavelski, who's got eight goals in eight games. Yeah, bro. like, but Rupe Hintz has been stealing the show for the Dallas Stars in thirteen games. He's got nine goals and ten assists. Who's that one really good defenseman whose name I always forget that's really good over there? Uh, Miro Heiskanen? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's so freaking good. He is. How's he been playing in the playoffs? I haven't paid attention. Uh, you know, Oddly, I haven't paid attention really to any Dallas series. I mean, like, it's been there. I paid attention to the first one. And even when I did pay attention to the Dallas-Seattle series, I was more paying attention to Seattle. Yeah, because like I think we all were kind of yeah. hoping for yeah. a... Uh, a long go of it, if you will. No, but uh, Seattle, like Dallas has had a weird run. They get Minnesota. They won in six. I thought that that would have been a little faster, especially with how Kirill played. I think I had them winning in five. I, I might have had them sweeping. Um, Excuse me. But that, game, that series went a little longer than expected. Then they go up against Seattle in the last round, and that goes to seven. I mean, they have, these guys have been playing some long long games when we picked long series when we picked who we thought we'd win for the second round i picked dallas yeah and i like being right more than most things in the world mm-hmm. um so i part of me wanted dallas to win yeah the other part of me really wanted seattle, seattle to vegas and to final. have a seattle vegas western conference final yeah and we talked about that uh no i did have dallas winning in six what do you know uh and we hey. talked about how fun that would be um, but like that would have been, uh, someone said today on the Pat McAfee show, uh, that would have been Gary Bettman's wet dream, dude. If his two expansion yeah, teams were in the Western absolutely. Conference Finals, that would have um, been that would have been great for the sport because we've heard these kind of rumblings coming out about possible expansion. I got the West right perfectly in our second Dallas and seven, Vegas and six. Hey, I'm so smart. There you go, buddy. You uh, ready to pick the third round? How how many games did Carolina beat New Jersey in? Five was it five? Yeah, I think it was five. <gasps> I yeah. got that right too. Yeah, they won in five. I, I got bet that you right did too. Bet you didn't get Toronto, Florida. I right? did not. I picked Toronto in six. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm ready to pick. This okay. one is going to be fun. Let's start with the West because I feel like that's generally where we yeah. start. Uh, Vegas, Dallas. Yeah. So. Um, Vegas has played 10 games to Dallas' 13. Yeah. They're a little less worn. Yeah. And we just talked about they have a better roster. Jack Eichel is playing phenomenal postseason hockey. Um, 
I, I like Vegas in six. Okay, okay. Um, I'm, I like Vegas played eleven games. They beat Winnipeg in five, not four, but still. I'm going to say I'm taking Dallas in seven. Okay. I think that Dallas is one of those rosters and one of those teams with their play style that they could have played 30 games, but the way they play is not as taxing on them as it is their opponents. Yeah. And I think that if there is a team that can just shut down a player's hot streak going into a series like Eichel has, I think it is Dallas. Yeah. I, I will say this. I, I know I shouldn't. Because they're in the central and they're one of our rivals in the central. Yeah, but I you like, like Dallas. Dallas a lot. Yeah, man. me too. I'm a big fan of that roster. Also, don't forget, dude. Their third line has Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan on it. Yeah, that's their third line. Yeah, and granted, like that's because of the regression we've seen from those players. But like, those are two leaders that could, at any point can break a game wide open, and they will be getting the matchups needed for that to happen. I'm again, I'm picking Vegas, but I like Dallas a lot. I would not be mad if they were representing the West in the Cup again. I picked I picked Dallas to represent the West in the Cup for a reason. Fair enough. Uh, on the East, Carolina, Florida. I want you to pick first because I want to hear your stupid opinion. I think I'm going Carolina in seven. Oh. I just knew for sure you were going to pick Florida. I want to pick Florida, uh, but like I think I think if Florida wins this series, it has to be in five or four. Which it won't be. It, uh, and, it, and that won't happen. So I've got Carolina in six. Okay. Um, I do think it's a good series. I think it's back and forth. I don't think Carolina loses at home. Uh, the Caniacs are loud. This team is great. Florida has shown uh, that they've got the power to win games, right? Like I they've got the this skill. I like Florida. I think this run they've been on is incredible. Uh, but I, I think I don't. I I can't see Carolina losing at home with how good this team is, how loud that barn is. Give me Carolina in six. Okay. Okay. What is your ideal, not like what you want, or not what you think is going to happen, what you want to happen final? Carolina-Dallas. So what you think is going to happen? No. Oh, oh, you picked Vegas. Carolina, Vegas. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I think I want Dallas-Florida. I think it would be so great for the sport of hockey, for two markets like that to be in the final against each other. I feel like Carolina is an equally small market to Florida. Ah, uh, Carolina Southern market, like yeah, but th- like they've won a cup, so it's not at like that team is cemented in Carolina. You know, I mean that's fair. Florida and hockey before Tampa went on their run most recently was kind of like, e, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I just also like think like, do you know where the Panthers play? What city? No. Miami. That is a big market. I did know that. I was thinking about Carolina. Uh, they play in Raleigh, <laughs> I believe. It's either Raleigh or Charlotte, but I'm not sure. I think um, it, I did know. Actually, Pan- I the, think it is Charlotte because I I'm, didn't know the Panthers were in Miami, though. Um, I don't know, man. I just like I love Carolina, and I feel like Carolina has been on the precipice for so long. Yeah. Not so long. I mean, it's been like what four or five years. Yeah. But, like, they've been right there. They've been so good. 
and I want them to win a cup, man. I like I I'm the type of guy that like when my friends like a team, I like a team. And so when Webb started liking rooting for the uh, Hurricanes, I immediately started rooting for the Hurricanes, unless of course they were playing for the Preds. But I've watched that team go from bad because they were bad when I started watching hockey. Yeah. To becoming one of the best teams in the NHL consistently year in and year out. And I would just love to see that culminate in a Stanley Cup. Uh, I'm also a big fan of Dallas, though. And, and Stanley Cup being in the Central, I think, is... I think a lot of people... The Central has gone from being the best division in hockey to not... To being probably the third worst division in hockey. Mm-hmm. And the West, I think, has been looked down on a lot. So I think if Dallas was to, to bring it back home to the Central, maybe that'll... Put some more eyes on the central, saying, "Hey, we're not done." So, like, I wouldn't be mad at either one, um, but but my preference would be Carolina Dallas with uh, Carolina winning. But I think it's going to be Carolina Vegas still with Carolina winning. Okay, okay. Uh, I think Carolina Vegas would be exciting because of the whole Max Pacioretty storyline. But sure, did he play for Carolina? Uh, he plays for Carolina right now. I knew that. Actually. He he was traded to Vegas. It went terribly, and Vegas traded I him do that. for nothing. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that now. Yeah, literally yeah. nothing. Could you imagine if Max Pacioretty buries a goal in overtime in Game Seven against the Knights in the Cup Final? The only thing that would make that better is if it was in Vegas. Which it would not be. It no, would. it would be. Would it? I think Vegas had a better record than Carolina going into the year. Well, hold on. It's not record. It's the seed. Who's the higher they were both, seed? Vegas was number one overall in the West. And Carolina was, was not. not. Yeah. So, so it would be, so game it seven would be, be in Vegas. Vegas. Oh, that would be so. Make it in double OT. Moments after a Vegas goal was disallowed for goalie interference. I'm watching that. May like uh, if 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 Vegas Carolina goes to Game Seven in the Cup, I am watching that game. I don't care if we have to drive to a B-dubs. I don't care if it's on a Sunday night and I got to be up at seven o'clock in the morning. You're not watching the Stanley Cup Final, huh? You're not watching the Stanley Cup Final just in general. I hope to, but like if we can't TNT get it on our has TV, been a, if has been a frustrating. If we can't get it on our television for a Game Seven, I would travel thirty minutes yeah, to sit down, I get you. spend fifteen bucks on wings. To just to be able to watch this movie. I'm, or this movie. This this game. This storybook tale. Now, we've got everything current. What's going on in the playoffs going. I want to talk about something else. The Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I or saw this meme. The Toronto Maple Laughs. You know the meme where the dude is like holding hands with this girl and this girl's walking past and he's yeah. like looking past him with his purse yeah. lips like, ooh, look at her. Yeah. I saw this thing and it was, the boyfriend was the Toronto Maple Leafs. The girlfriend was losing in the first round and the girl he's looking at was losing in the second round. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So oh, uh, man. I say Toronto Maple Leafs. What part of their game do you think of? Uh, Austin Matthews. Offense. Right, Austin Matthews specifically. Yeah, but offense broadly. Yeah, uh, they played against the Florida Panthers, and going into it, you might have heard us say, "Hey, for Toronto, this was the best case scenario for them." Maybe they played five games. They only scored ten goals. 
That is two goals a game. Coincidentally, that is the most they scored. That is what they scored in every game. Only two goals. Exactly two goals in every game. Exactly two goals. Wild. I, I don't. I think a day of reckoning is coming for Toronto and the Maple Leafs. Because uh, I think, like, we knew that there was going to be massive overhaul if they didn't make it out of the first round. Yeah. They might as well not have, though. That yeah. was embarrassing. And that's the thing that's so funny, I think, is, like, everyone and their mother was like, if this team doesn't make it out of the first round, it looks entirely different next year. Yeah. And then they lose in the second. And because of the way they lost... Last team in, losing six, because of how... Five. Losing five? Yeah. You're right, it was five. Losing five, whatever. Because of how they lost, that narrative is still ship everybody out. Yep. Get rid of everything. People are going to want to leave, blah, 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 blah. Although, Austin Matthews did come out and say, not only does he want to stay in Toronto, he wants a contract extension before his uh, time ends. Before his contract ends. I don't get that. I really don't. I do. I mean... Because it looked like... Okay, like, here, like let me paint you in some of the details. Uh, Austin Matthews' most recent extension was tough. It was a... It was a fight. And the big thing was is that Toronto wanted to lock him down for the max eight year. He did not. Uh, they then wanted to give him a four-year contract, and he said no. Five. I want a five-year contract. What a weird... Here's why that distinction is important. Had it been a four-year contract and he and it expired after this season, he would be a restricted free agent. However, since it's re- expiring next season, he's an unrestricted free agent when the cap is expected to take a sharp jump. I believe that he may want to re-sign in Toronto. I do believe that. I don't believe that there was anything behind the let's get a deal done before July of 2024. I mean, that's fair. Because, like, think about it. Think about it. The Caps expected the jump. You're the hottest not-named Connor McDavid person in the league about to hit the unopened market. Even if your game plan is to sign with Toronto, you can go get your money without being detrimental to the team because the cap will take a sharp jump and honestly dude i find it very likely that that there's more cap space on that team at that point i think tavares i think ultimately because of how they lost one of their big four is gone tavares matthews marner nylander nylander if you will uh Fun fact for you, those four make up 49% of the Toronto Maple Leafs cap space. Oh, that's so much. Yeah. Holy cow. 49%. Let's look at what is likely to happen. They're not... First off, I think Sheldon Keefe and Kyle Dubas are gone. And I I hate it for Dubas more than Keefe, but I think sticking with Keefe is more of what's uh, sending Dubas away. Uh, so Dubis was this young wonder kid GM who comes in, and he didn't, he wasn't really able to do a whole lot, because former legendary coach Mike Babcock churned toxic waste pool that no even club hockey team wants to touch. 
that was exposed when he was in Toronto. This roster of those big four was already there. So, like, what are you going to do? You're a young GM who comes in, a quote-unquote wonder kid. You're going to trade away one of the big four pieces of this team that sucked for so long. We should have waited. Like, he, I'm not going to say he, it, like, it's, it's not on him because they go from Babcock to Sheldon Keefe. And I don't, I'm not familiar enough with Sheldon Keefe. I don't know that that was the right decision to stick with him for as long as they have. But, because I think that roster would win regardless of who's behind the bench. Yeah. Like, that is an elite roster. But there, you know, you can get a coach the pool the most out of a roster and i don't know that that was the correct i get it because he was the head coach for the marlies and helped with the development of matthews marner nylander but at some point like it's your job that you're risking for this coach you know what i'm saying yeah we should have waited to get into this for duber dubis to get fired yeah before we hired trots yeah and we should have hired dubis instead of trots yeah i i I think Trotz could be better than Dubis. I think it's one of those high, higher floor, lower ceiling type things. You know what I'm saying? You mean higher ceiling, lower floor? Or no. no, you're saying Dubis has a lower floor. But a higher ceiling. Whereas Trotz has a higher floor, but a lower ceiling. You know what I'm saying? You think Trotz at his worst can do better than Dubis at his worst? Yeah. But Trotz has never been a GM. He hasn't, but he's been in the league for a long time. And he knows how things operate. I still don't like Trotz as our GM, but that's a different conversation. But, uh yeah. Let's look at the uh let's look at these players who are most likely to be moved. Uh you got John Tavares. Yeah. That contract is not tradable. Cause I mean he's older. He he still plays good, but like He's not the elite talent that he was when the team signed him and paid him to be. Still plays well. Whatever. Plays well. He's not he's <laughs> but he's not that upper yeah. echelon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy How much anymore. is he getting paid? Eight? Eleven. Eleven? Eleven. Yeah. I also believe he has a no move clause. I thought us paying Duchesne nine or uh eight. Johansson nine was bad. Eight. We paid Duchesne and Johansson eight. Both. You sure? Yeah. Thank God. We traded somebody that we were paying nine mil for. Subban. That was it. Yep. We anyway, traded Subban the sign still. to Shane. Uh, Tavares isn't moving, not only because of his contract, but his age, too. The combination they is... They can a, cut him, though. I mean, they can buy him out. That's not really something you'd want to do, though. Yeah. At that point, it's more it's it's more value to keep him on your roster for the, you know, impact as yeah. opposed to paying five and a half mil every year to not play for you. Uh, so Tavares can't be moved. Matthews, they're obviously not, they don't want to move for, you know, very clear reasons. They, okay, I'm hearing you out. You're about to say trade him to the Preds, aren't you? No. Well, I mean, I mean, listen, yes. <laughs> Come on, Austin. I am all for um, that. But, no, that's not what I was going to say. Okay. Matthews plays out his contract. Okay. And like you said, the end of next season is when the cap's about to jump. Yeah. Well, there is a team that happens to play in the city in which he grew up. Or the state in which he grew up. Oh, the Coyotes. That, could, uh, that doesn't spend a lot of money. Right now on their roster. Yeah. 
that if they want to ever get back into relevance could use a guy like Austin Matthews. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Austin Matthews to Arizona, baby. Uh, you know who else would probably take a very sharp stab at Austin Matthews? Not the pros. Uh, no. Presumably the team that will be taking Connor Bedard, who only has 12 mil in cap commitments the year that Matthews hits free agency. If Chicago gets Bedard, and then they get Matthews, and then they turn into Chicago again, I will set everything on fire. Do you know how happy it has made me to watch this team suck absolute booty for the last five years? Yeah. It's been the, the joy of my life. Yeah. It gets me up in the morning from October to June. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so... Austin. Please don't do it, Chicago. You don't want to be good again. Being good's not fun. It's all nothing but disappointing. Being bad is easier. I think if Chicago gets Bedard <laughs> and Matthews, I think it's more likely that they go on a Tampa Bay run as opposed to another Chicago run. I mean, Tampa Bay won two in a row. Chicago won three and six. It's the same thing. Yes, it is, but like Tampa Bay, like the dominance that, not just like the Cups, but like the just overall dominance that we saw from Tampa Bay, you know? Like Chicago was elite, but they weren't the best team in hockey for four years straight, you know? Like they were at, they were close, but they were at a point where they could be challenged by LA, by uh, some of these other teams. It was mainly LA who was doing the challenging, but like, no one was getting in Tampa's way. You I know really what I'm saying? I don't want Chicago to be good again. I don't either. But, but anyway, that's... Continuing yes. down the list, you have Mitch Marner, who is making $10.903 mil a year. I honestly think that this is the most likely person to be traded. He had a ugly contract negotiation to the point where the fans were like, just trade him. Just just get him out of here. We don't need him. Uh, but, I mean, Mitch Warner, elite player. Elite yeah. talent. Only 26. He's got room to grow. And then the player I think he was most likely to move. You just said that Mitch Warner was the most likely to be traded. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant the most likely that they want traded. Like, if there's one of those players of the big four that is to move, I think Maple Leaf fans want it to be Marner. Yeah. But I think Nylander is the most likely to be traded. Uh, and that's partly because he's the only one that's not on a crazy contract. He's got... He makes... I don't know that 10 for Marner is a crazy contract. Marner's really freaking good at hockey. No, he is. He is. But Neil, I don't. I don't think it... I don't... You can say it's not a bad contract. I don't think it's a good one, though. I'm personally against paying a playmaking winger north of eight mil a year, and he's making ten, near eleven. But that's just my opinion personally, uh, and I'm not a GM. But Nylander has one year left after this season at six point nine mil a year. That's not bad. All for William Newland. It's not, but he's due a major raise. Yeah. And this we're talking about a team that has zero dollars in cap space. Yeah. He's hitting free agency the same year Matthews is. Like 
So is he, you think he's going to be traded in the offseason, or is this like a deadline move for a team that wants to make a cup run? Uh, if I'm the Maple Leafs, I trade him this offseason. I don't want to, like, deadline moves. Get him moves, off your books. Bringing allows in. Allows you to make other moves. Yeah, like, get that at. I would trade him for a lot of ass. I wouldn't be looking for a player at the same level. You would trade him for a lot of ass? Assets, sorry. It's uh, a joke. I, I don't think you can do a trade where you trade a big piece for a big piece straight up. I think it's very rare that that works out well for both teams. Yeah. One for one. I would try and trade him for four to six assets, honestly. And I wouldn't go for I wouldn't go for draft picks. And if I was, I'd go for a lot more. Four to six is a lot. Yeah, but that's what Tanner Janot got. Yeah, but they weren't good assets. I mean, a I mean a first, second, third, fourth, fifth round oh, pick. Oh 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 oh! When you say assets, I thought you were talking about like like players, like prospects, and I was. So when you said Jano, I was like, I don't remember all that, but no, you, no, no. yeah, but rap like draft picks count as assets. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, if it's me, I'm trying to do a three and three mix of draft picks prospects, and prospects. Players. Bro. I think when you do that, you miss out on the opportunity to get a first, if not multiple. Yeah. Because I like if I got a news alert right now to my phone that says William Nylander was traded for two first round picks, depending on the team and the value of those picks, that would be surprising yeah. to me. I would think that like if it, if we're talking like a team like Arizona, I'm like great trade. If we're talking about a team like New Jersey, terrible trade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I think Nylander's the most likely to move. And I, if I'm Toronto, though, I don't want to trade Nylander at all. Yeah. At all. But they deserve it. They deserve <laughs> all the heartache they're about to get. Are you kidding me? Two goals a game. So here's my With question. With this offense? Here's my question. It's obviously not, and we're running out of time, so try to answer this quickly. Okay. This is, it's obviously not roster. It's obvious, although defensively, you could argue it's roster. But, like, for the majority. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they they have issues at defense. They have issues at goaltender. But, like, offensively speaking, they can out, they should be able to outscore what they allow. Should be right? able to, yeah. So, like, you could make a strong argument that it's not roster. It could be better for sure, but it's not. that's not the main problem. Yeah. So, with this team that's been together now for years... It's seen different GMs. It's seen different head coaches. Mm-hmm. So what is the problem in Toronto? But you know what the problem is? And, like, we've been seeing a lot of the Shorzy quote lately. A lot of it. And I hate it, but at the same time, I'm like, fuck, they're right. I don't know what quote you're talking about. And you said yesterday, it's going to be hard for me to get through this podcast without dropping an F-bomb. You just did that because you realized you hadn't dropped one yet and you wanted to stick it in there. Uh, listen. Now I'm, i got to smack an E on this. I'm, I'm very passionate about this, but as we're running up out of time, I can't, I'm can't. i not going to be able to get to the point that I'm super passionate about, so I had to convey that somewhere. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can. Uh, it's the owner of the team that Shorzy plays on in the show is talking to him, and she's like, what is wrong? Why do the boys not win 
and they're like the conversation is drifting toward this why don't they love to win and Shorzy cuts her off and he's like it's not that they don't love to win it's that they don't hate to lose Mm. and there's a very big difference and he's right the character is absolutely spot on these guys play so soft it is ridiculous they look like the first little piggy's house after it got blown by the wolf. It is ridiculous. It is obnoxious. It is unquantifiable. I'm going to give you numbers for these big four. Because two goals a game in a playoff series when you're as offensively dominant as this Maple Leafs is, is a joke. It really is. Since joining the teams... Tavares has 354 points in 360 games. That's 0.98 points per game. Marner has 554 points in 507 games. That's 1.09 points per game. There's your two goals right there. By two of your players. There's your two goals. Well, two points. Well, two points. But then you have Nylander. 430 points in 521 games. That's 0.82 points per game. That's a that's a drop down, but Nylander's job is like of the four he's the least offensive. Yeah. Then we get to Austin Matthews. In 481 games, he has 542 points. Is that good? That's pretty good. 299 of those are goals. And in the last 4 seasons and 269 games, he has 188 goals. That's .7 goals per game. I mean, he is the best goal scorer in the league right now, bar none. Yeah. And, and then the top... couldn't put it together in a series against what was the worst team coming into the playoffs. And to top it all off of this run, this is their first time making the second round. And it, it makes sense because this is the best Leafs team we've seen with these four together. They finally get a solid goaltending combination with Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov, who came out of freaking nowhere. We thought Matt Murray was an ECHL goalie. And he proved us wrong. Before this season, it was it was about their defense. Oh, their defense sucks. Their defense sucks. And really fast, before someone fact checks me and screams at me, their record was better last year than it was this year. They had four more points. But their strength of schedule last year was 31st. This year, it was 16th. That's a dramatic uptick for four point different, for a four-point difference. That is a... I'm not going to... I'm getting a little ahead of myself there. When I say this is the best Leafs team we've seen, their defense was a joke. They were in the bottom half of the league last year. Really, the last 15 years, and defensively. This year, they jumped to a top-five unit. They had a top-five defense in the league this they year? They had a top-five defense in the league this year, and I would, I haven't fact-checked it, but I would not be surprised if their goaltending unit was top-10. Their offense took a slight drop from 2nd to 11th, but not. let's not pretend that 11th is bad, okay? It's not top-10, but let's not pretend it's bad. But there are two things to consider with that stat, too. One, helps them in the sense that their schedule got a lot harder this year. Yeah. But two, hurts them in the sense that over the entire league, offense was up this year. It was, but more teams were scoring more goals, you know? But even then, if you ta- if you look at the differences, it evens out to a degree because they 
lost more goals scored on them than they lost goals they scored. So it's still a net gain if if you look at it that way. Yeah. It is a joke that this team could not score two goals, more than two goals, in a playoff series against the Florida Panthers, a team who defensively got worse just by pure addition subtraction. Why are you this passionate about the Toronto Maple Leafs? Because dude, this team should be winning, and they're not, and it's ridiculous. It's obnoxious. It's... The bill comes due. It always does. And we say that a lot for teams that are going on runs that they shouldn't go on, but that's also true for teams going on for the other foot, if you will. The bill always comes due. If you build a roster with the talent and the depth that this Maple Leafs roster has, you will win playoff games. But for some reason, this team seems to be lost on that concept. What do you mean? They won six playoff games. Oh, yeah. whoop de doo They finally made it past the first round for the first time in my lifetime. Good for you. Here's five, a cookie. Five playoff games. But, like, the point is... It's like, not the first time in your lifetime. I'm being hyperbolic. First time in the last 19 years. I'm 26. I'm being hyperbolic. Wait. I'm 26. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you old man. Listen, dude, after I turned 21, I stopped giving a toot. I don't give a toot! About what age I'm turning this year. Alright? Because, like, think about it, right? Like, you go 16, then you get, you get your driver's license. 18, then you can tango with adults. And then 21, you can drink. And then after that, who cares until you're 30? And then 50. And then 60. Then 70, then 80, then 90. But, like, the point is, is, like... I'm I in feel the... like after, like, 80, every year is a celebration. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. But, like, you get my point. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. like, I will know the year I'm turning 30. I won't need reminding of it. But until then, I'm going to struggle for a second. I agree, man, uh, with everything that you just said. I think I asked, you know, why are you so passionate about this? But, like, I do think as a fan of hockey, if you don't hate Toronto, because... A significant portion of hockey fans hate Toronto for yeah, some reason because it it drives um, the ch- like it drives the sport. Yeah, but if you them. don't hate Toronto, like we do not, it is disappointing to see a team that has so much potential and waste it year after year. And like the other thing is, is like they're like like in these series that yeah. like where they go six, seven, whatever. They're like, yeah, the series go far, but they're not in it. Yeah. You know? Like, you can tell when a game is close and when it's just close on paper. Yeah. And especially, like, too, like, one of the biggest, one of the most beautiful things about sports is the stories of sports, right? Like, when, if if someone gets injured or whatever, like, and they're like, oh, I'm going to, I'll be back next season. We don't think anything about it, right? But DeMar Hamlin, the thing happens to him. Right. And then when he made the announcement that he was going to play football again in the NFL, the entire NFL world lost its mind for good reason. Because what a story. Yeah. This man died on field. He got revived by the incredible medical staff. The entire league, the entire country was behind him. And he's going to be able to come back and do the thing that he loves again. Right? Like, beautiful story. That's what drives sports is the beautiful stories that culminate within sports. Yep. And it's 
there's such a good opportunity for a story here. This franchise that was once great, that has been so bad for so long. They were historically bad. Has finally figured their shit out. Has finally figured it out. They've put the pieces together. They've got competency in the front office. They've addressed their issues. They've finally figured it out. It's the perfect story to come together to culminate. Yep. And so not only are they disappointing, which as a hockey fan is sad, but they're depriving us from a chance to see this awesome story, which sounds super selfish, and it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is super selfish. But, like, it is frustrating because they we, we are right there on the edge of something that could be so great, and every year it's just like, hey, I'm out. The stars <laughs> were aligned. Boston has played spoiler to any snuff of a flicker of light that the Toronto Maple Leaf fans have seen. We see Boston go on this historic season, and we see that it is matched up perfectly for them to meet in the second round should have been should have been easy work to take care of for both of them i know once you get into the playoffs as we saw and as we see every year anything can happen but it was aligned perfectly the last time these teams played toronto blew a 3-1 series lead and then in Game 7, they blew a 3-1 lead with like five minutes left in the game. I think it was a 3-0 lead, wasn't it? I, you know what? I think you're right. I think it was a 3-0 lead. Boston goes on this historic season. And this is the best Maple Leafs team we've seen. I've ever seen. And it was perfect for Toronto to finally play spoiler for Boston. Boston loses to Florida in seven games. We get deprived of that matchup. But then we, like, Toronto is gift-wrapped a series to go to the final. Like, you're t- like, I find it hard to believe that Boston would have swept this Toronto team. I, I just, I can't, like, you know, because rivalries are so crazy you know yeah it like that like like the difference in abilities just evaporates because it go, it turns into this physical hobnocker of a of a series you know yeah so it's discounting of florida and they obviously proved why you shouldn't like why that shouldn't have been the narrative when they beat them in five but like what the hell like what the hell dude you should have been able to handle business in florida easily who knows what happens with carolina i think those are two pretty evenly matched up teams you could have gone from not what do you mean what are you making that face at me for you disagree i just really love carolina i think i hold them too high Probably, but like the car- the hurricanes are your hockey's raiders. Yeah, that's what they are. You need except the like, Carolina Hurricanes are a lot less disappointing than the Raiders. Where are they? Ah. Are they- no, that's not true. Carolina's my second favorite team in hockey. Yeah, the Raiders are not my second favorite right, team. The in Steelers. Football. No, my yes. second favorite team in football is the Chiefs. Oh, you bandwagon. And then it's probably the. Honestly, it used to be the Titans, but. 
because they suck now. It's not. No, it's not because they suck now. It's because their fans are abhorrent. Their fans are abhorrent. Good word. Although they do have my favorite coach in the league, so. Mike Tomlin coaches the Steelers. My favorite coach in the league is Mike Vrabel. That's the wrong answer. Anyways, uh, like this team, like the the storybook was there for them not like in their do or die season to finally not just get past the first round. But in their first season in a long time, getting past the first round, taking a spark all the way to the finals. Like, it was there. It was written. And they couldn't do the simple job of putting the ball in when it's a foot away from the hole. I want to say it's incompetency, but they're competent. They're just... Listen, man, some greens have some pretty wild... Oh, my God. Some wild curves on Yeah, well, their green must have had seven 747 engines blowing the ball in the other direction. Like, figure it out. Listen, man, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I gotta pee really bad. Are you almost done? I am done. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, it's, uh, I love it. I love it when you get passionate about sports. I can sit here and listen to you all day. You are a very red-hotted, red-blooded Hot head, hot headed—that's the word I was looking for. Hot headed man when it comes to sports, and it's fun to watch. It's fun to listen to. I can feel my blood pressure just like still skyrocket. You probably take your blood pressure. Probably. You should probably get some blood pressure medicine. Definitely. But listen, <laughs> I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know who you want to win the Stanley Cup. I don't know if I'll be able to make it through an, another playoff fully content. I don't think so. What if the Preds win it? I probably won't be fully content through the playoffs. I knew you weren't a real Preds fan. You can't. Like, no, like, in the, in the grand scheme. I knew scheme, you weren't a real Preds fan. In the grand scheme of it all, if the Preds sweep everyone and go on to win the cup and say we, for some reason, sweep Edmonton, that would piss me off. We can't sweep Edmonton in the cup. I meant, like, in the playoffs. Why would that piss you off? Because Edmonton... You're a fake fan. No, it's not. What if we went to a Game 7 every every series and we ended up in the Cup and won in the Game 7? I'm a you fan. You wouldn't be content? Oh, no. If we if it was a Game 7 and we won the Cup in seven games, I would be content. But I'm a, like, I'm a fan of the Preds, but I'm a bigger fan of the NHL, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, that's you how know? I am in the NFL. So That's like, exactly how I am in the NFL. Even if it's better for my team, if we swept Edmonton... That's that, not true. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cold stand. That's not true. Like if, if we swept Edmonton, that's obviously better for the team because that's less opportunities for injury, that's more recovery, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. That is a joke, though, that two of the top players in the league, including the best player in the league, get swept. Like that's and Probably the third best player in the league. Like, like the that, second one being Austin Matthews. Yeah, no, but like that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, no, I yeah, I get what you're saying. It would be a very disappointing result series yeah. if if two of the top five players in the league, arguably top three, uh, didn't win at least one game. I, I get what you're saying. And like, if that happened, I'd be up in arms screaming for the Preds. But on the inside, I'd be like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah. And like, yeah, listen, I don't know about you. But uh, we're just here so we don't get fined.